Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B. And wow, I just have to laugh for a second. Uh, it's chapter 41. The Rams and 49ers just kicked off. Um, the 49ers got the ball on the kickoff. The first play from scrimmage was intercepted and almost ran back for a touchdown. He got tackled on like the two-yard line, I think. Um <laughs> So go Rams, and they're wearing these awful bright yellow jerseys because it's the color rush thing, and San Francisco is wearing just all black, and it might, might as well be at a funeral because uh, they're pretty terrible. Um, you know, <laughs> the whole Colin Kaepernick thing aside, uh, they're just not a good team. Um, but anyways, the Rams are about to score, so if you pick the Rams, well, maybe, well, let's see, it's, it is the Rams we're talking about. They did look good the first week, last week not so much. Uh, uh, Todd Gurley uh, with a touchdown, so there you go. And if you remember my last episode, um, I did a, uh, chapter 40, this is chapter 41, I uh, drafted my fantasy uh, football team, and I think I took Todd Gurley, I believe, so good for that team. I don't have Todd Gurley in any of my other teams that actually matter, but... Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, so welcome back to the One Man Renegade podcast. It's been a while. Um, it's been a couple weeks, and you know, even with that, I only kind of covered fantasy football and some football stuff. Uh, I didn't really go into too much detail on anything else. So it's been <clears throat> about a month since I really did a full-on podcast. Um, so let's get going and uh, start off where we left off and go back in time um, and check out see how I did. In the uh, in my predictions, as it were. Um, so I made predictions for NXT Takeover Brooklyn three, SummerSlam, and then of course the Mayweather McGregor fight. Let's see how I did. So for Takeover Brooklyn three, I I guessed uh, I I said Johnny Argano was going to beat uh, uh, um, Cien Andrade almost Andrade Cien almost that, that's his name. Um, Got that one wrong. Um, they did this thing where his his lady friend, whose name I can't remember at the moment. Uh, I know her name is like... I know she's like... It's weird because I think she... Well, whatever. She he got to, he just, she distracted him. Uh, Johnny Gargano, that is, with a DIY shirt and then seeing almost one. Um, I can't... Why well, I can't remember her name? Um... Whatever, that girl. Trinity something. Isn't it Trinity something? Tr- uh, no, Theodad. Something that. That's a real, or not a real name. I don't know what her real name is. She is a dating Austin Aries. I don't know if they're married or engaged or whatever, which is weird because she got hired and then he got fired, basically, like within a month span. Uh, but she's playing AJ Lee in the Page story, uh, the movie that they're doing, uh, which supposedly Page is on her way back, which is crazy considering all the... Uh, awfulness that she's been through in the last year, uh, um, getting suspended a couple times, being involved in domestic disputes and all sorts of stuff. A lot of people would say if she hadn't been having this movie done about her family uh, by WWE, that she probably would have been let go a while ago. Um, probably when uh, uh, Alberto Del Rio El Patron got let go. But anyways, uh, I'm already off topic. Um, <clears throat> all right. Then I bet the Sanity was going to um, 
beat uh, the authors of Pain for the tag titles. They did. And then uh, after that, they got attacked by uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish. So I kind of made reference to that, I think. I don't know if I did technically predict about that, but, you know, it was interesting the way they did that to foreshadow what happened later in the show. Uh, but then Alistair Black uh, took on uh, Hideo Tommy. I got that one right. Asuka fought Ember Moon for the winner uh, for the championship, women's championship. I got that right now. Asuka then got hurt in the match. Um, and although they didn't really reference her being hurt on NXT, what they did um, kind of to cover that up was say, all right, you've beaten everyone. It's time for you to move on. So she relinquished the title. And um, is moving to Raw. Uh, they didn't say that at the time. They announced a couple weeks later, I think, or a week later, or whatever, that she's going to be in Raw. So she'll be debuting on Raw in the next month, maybe, I think. Um, so she should be ready to go by then. Um, and then finally, in the main event, I thought Bobby Roode was going to stick around in NXT for a while. But nope, he lost to um, Drew McIntyre. And um, then two nights later, three nights later debuted on uh smackdown although then he went back to nxt to fight um uh what's his face uh uh roderick strong in a match they they had already set up and then it's kind of disappeared from smackdown so i don't really know what's going on with him uh they debuted as a face but he was still a heel in nxt so it was kind of weird but it was the brooklyn crowd so like it was kind of clear that people were going to be like popping for his music and stuff, so it kind of made sense for him to be a face. But I'm wondering if they're like taking a step back now and going to bring him back on SmackDown as a heel, or they just don't know what to do with him. They're just like, ah, oh, let's put him on SmackDown. Ah, what do we do with him? Ah, who knows? Uh, who knows? I don't know. It feels like the two hour, the SmackDown only being two hours has kind of hindered them a bit with some of their stuff. Um, Cause it's like, oh, guys, come out, and then it's like, oh, what do we like? The, you know, it feels like they don't have enough time for some of the guys because they're too busy trying to extend the other stories, which is fine. I mean, obviously, you want to kind of hype up your big stories, but um, you know, Raw seems to always have um, Raw seems to always have the uh, plenty of time <laughs> to get. Pretty much everyone on. Um, anyone you'd care about, anyways, uh, for the most part. Uh, anyways, all right. So after the match, um, after um, Drew McIntyre beat Bobby Roode for the title, um, out came Bobby Fish and, and Kyle O'Reilly again to confront him. And then from behind, Adam Cole, Bebe, um, showed up and uh, attacked him, creating um, a faction of Ring of Honor guys. They have a name... And I can't remember what it is right now. I haven't watched NXT from this week. I think they debuted on this week's NXT, um, which I haven't watched from last night yet. Uh, But let's see. Uh, Adam Cole uh, NXT faction name. Um... Why is it not showing up? Uh, 
I don't know. It, it's called something. <laughs> uh, it's the Undisputed Error. There you go. And they've attacked a bunch of guys the last couple of weeks. And I think they had matches on last night. Or at least Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley did. Um, I don't know about Adam Cole. But anyways, um, again, off topic. Well, not off topic. Just, just trying to get through this. All right. Uh... So moving on. So they're a new faction and and a Ring of Honor, a bunch of Ring of Honor guys in NXT. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Kind of predicted that, but not really. Um, all right. So moving on. So I ended up going three and two on NXT Takeover, but moving on to uh, SummerSlam, which was the next night, and this was a month ago now. Uh, on the pre-show, they had the Hardys and Jason Jordan taking on the Miz, Miz and the Miztourage. The Miz and the Miztourage won. So I got that one wrong. Uh, then Akira Tozawa defended the Cruiserweight title against uh, Neville. Neville won and won the title, so got that one wrong. And the Usos took on the New Day for the SmackDown tag titles, and the Usos won to win the tag titles, SmackDown tag titles. Which is crazy, because then you have two tag title... Um, or two title changes, I should say, in the, um, the pre-show, which is odd, but... Anyways, moving on. Uh, then to start off the actual pay-per-view, uh, Baron Corbin took on John Cena, and Cena pretty much just beat Baron Corbin pretty easily. Uh, Baron Corbin, uh, I don't know who he pissed off, but he pissed off somebody. Uh, he, I know he had some Twitter war with a Marine or something, which people weren't happy about, but he lost his, uh, money in the bank, and then, um, to John Cena within the course, the, the, what was it, two, like a week? Not even a week? I mean, he's... In a thing with AJ Styles now, so for the the U.S. title, so it's not all bad, but I can't see him coming out on top of that at all. All right, but moving on, uh, then we had a uh, Natalia beating Naomi for the SmackDown Women's title, which saw another title change, and I also got that one wrong, and I also got the Baron Corbin one wrong. Uh, then next up, we had Big Cast taking on Big Show with Enzo Mori and a Cage. Now this one's gonna get a little. Um, <laughs> a little weird. So, you know, whatever. Enzo's in the cage. Then he gets out of the cage, drops down into the ring, gets kicked in the face. Then the big show gets kicked in the face. And then Big Cass wins. So what was the point of him, any of that? Him, A, being in the cage, and two, um, dropping out of the cage? I don't know. But, um... Anyways, uh, so the next night on Raw, Big Cass uh, and Enzo had a Brooklyn Street fight. And then in the process of the match, um, Big Cass tore his ACL, so he's out for now. Enzo then moved on to, to, to 205 Live, so he's gone from Raw. Well, he's not really gone from Raw, he's still kind of on Raw, but he's on 205 Live now also. Um, and then uh, the Big Show... A couple weeks later, took on Braun Strowman in a cage match. Braun Strowman uh, slammed him through the cage. Now, and now Big Show is off to have uh, hip surgery. Now, I I think the injury he had already had it before the match. I think that was just a way of writing him off the TV. But it'll be interesting to see if we ever see the Big Show again in a match. He has said he's going to retire once his contract's up, and it's up in February. And if he's having hip surgery now. I don't know how long it takes to recover from hip surgery, but, you know, I don't know. 
I, I can't imagine he wouldn't be at WrestleMania to end his career, though, um, in some sort of capacity. Um, you know, he's been with the company on and off for the most part through um, since 1999. So I'd imagine he'll, he'll be back for something. For one last match, anyways. If that's at WrestleMania, it makes sense. All right, so the 49ers charged back down the field and scored a touchdown. All right, I guess it's not over for them, but... All right. Um, then next up, Rusev took on uh, Randy Orton, and Randy Orton beat Rusev. And I guess technically, like, 10 seconds. He, like, attacked him before the match, kind of similar to how he attacked Roman Reigns last year. But then they actually end up starting the match, and Randy Orton hit him with the RKO out of nowhere in one in 10 seconds. So, yeah. And then Rusev disappeared for a while, but now he's back, and he beat Randy Orton the other night. We'll see where that goes. Uh, then next up, um, so I got that one wrong, by the way. <laughs> next up, um, Sasha Banks beat um, Alexa Bliss for the women, the Raw Women's title. Um, so to break her streak of winning or losing on pay-per-view, I forget what the streak was. Yeah, she kept winning it on Raw and losing it on, on the pay-per-view to Charlotte, right? So this time they did it the other way around. She won it at SummerSlam, um, which I got right, and then lost it to Alexa Bliss on Raw a couple weeks later. But we'll get into all that uh, a little bit later on. Next up, the Demon Finn Balor took on Bray Wyatt. This was right after they had their match where it was regular Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt won, but Demon Finn Balor won this time, so got that one right. Uh, Next up, we had Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose taking on the Bar, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose beat The Bar um, and are new, the new Raw Tag Team Champion. So look at that for a second. So you had two uh, tag, uh, two title matches on the pre-show, and so far three on the regular show, and, the ta- and all the titles changed hands. Keep that in mind for a second. Because <laughs> next up, you had AJ Styles... Taking on Kevin Owens, uh, defending in his U.S. Championship, and uh, wait, he was the champion at this point, right? I get they bounced that thing back and forth so many times. Yeah, he was the champion, um, and AJ Styles retained. Next up, Shinsuke Nakamura took off uh, Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship. Well, Jinder Mahal retained, so I got that one wrong, and then finally Brock Lesnar. Took on Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman in a fatal four-way, which was an excellent match. Uh, All-out chaos. Braun Strowman took Brock Lesnar through a bunch of tables, and then he left the match, but then he came back. And ultimately, Brock Brock Lesnar did win and kept the title. So you see what they did there. They (laughs) stacked all the title wins and then all the title losses, or the title retainers, or however you say it. So I got that one right. And ultimately I went, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven and five? No. Seven and six. So not great. And then moving on, the next Saturday night was the Mayweather-McGregor fight, which I said Mayweather is going to win TKO in the fifth round. I was off by five rounds. And it being the tenth round, I should have known better that Mayweather likes to do the Mayweather stuff and stretch it out. He, you know, he won 
you know, didn't go the distance. Uh, McGregor more or less just ran out of gas. Not that Mayweather wasn't winning the fight. I mean, McGregor came out strong, probably won the first two, maybe three rounds, maybe even won another round in there too, depending on who you ask. Um, but ultimately, Mayweather is a boxer, and McGregor is not, and Mayweather, uh, 1 and 10. It was a decent match. Uh, it was better than the Mayweather, uh, Pacquiao fight, that's for sure. Um, but then, continue on the boxing theme, uh, a couple weeks, no, last week, so a couple weeks after that, a few weeks after that, there was actual kind of more traditional boxing match uh, between really two really good boxers uh, Triple G versus Canelo and it was a really good boxing match um, I, I saw it. Um, it, it it was very close it was very close you know I personally thought Triple G won 7 to 5 if I had if you had to you know if I had to take a guess you know I'm no boxing expert by any chance but I'm watching a fight and I can kind of tell who's winning what and and whatever but the you know some of them were very close that could have gone either way um so it ended up being a draw which okay I can understand that I can understand that uh you know one guy uh one of the judges I think had it like I did I think seven to five you know one of them called it draw six six but then the other person and this is where it got a little controversial um the other the other judge Ruled it ten to two for Canelo, which I don't know what match they were watching, but that's definitely not what happened. I mean, I could see you saying seven to five for Canelo, maybe, maybe even eight, eight, eight to uh, eight to four if you're really, really picky. Um, but no, I don't think it should have been um, that big as that big a margin by any stretch of the imagination for either of them, really. Um, but they, you know, either way, I don't think it mattered. Whoever was going to win, there was going to be a rematch, and it's just more reason for them to be rematched because they had a draw. So this way, they can stretch it out to even more. They can stretch it out to like four because, like, oh, no one won this one. So then they, if someone wins the next one, they'll have a rematch of that, and then someone, could, the other guy, could win. And then, I mean, I don't know if that will end up happening. You know, Triple G is not exactly young. Canelo is, but Triple G is not. Even though Canelo's fought like twice as many matches, I don't know if it's because. Triple G's from, like, the Ukraine or, or Kazakhstan or wherever he's from. That, like, maybe his bunch... He had a lot of amateur matches that were kind of professional. And, uh... I don't know, but... I mean, the, the timing doesn't really work on that because the Soviet Union's been gone for a long time. And he's like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. But either way... They're going to have a rematch. Probably, if I had to guess, it would be that uh, first weekend in May. I don't think they would have rushed it any faster than that. Um, that'd be my guess. First weekend in May. Um, that traditional, like, after the Kentucky Derby, they usually have a fight. Mayweather is usually the guy that has it, but Canelo had it last year. Um, and he's had it before, I think. But anyways, I, yeah, I would say that's that's the... that's that's. Uh, Look forward to that. Canelo, Triple G2 on um, May whatever. That first Sunday, uh, Saturday. Alright, so moving on. What else is going on? Alright, so before I go any farther, um, I just want to say, you know, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to keep going here. So, 
there's lots of other stuff going on. Uh, sports related. Uh, let's get into sports for a minute. Uh, obviously, football started. Um, uh, the Patriots had a rough night, opening night, but then bounced back against the Saints, so they're one and one. Um, no real surprises yet. It's really too early to know uh, who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. I mean, yeah, there's some teams that are two zero, like the Redskins, that probably aren't that good, but you know they, you know, won a couple games between against other teams that maybe aren't that good, and you know, I don't know. I mean, the Rams are you know had a good first weekend, but then they lost last week to the Redskins. You know, they're playing the Forty ers now. Um, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I can tell you the Jets are going to be terrible. The Browns are probably going to be terrible. The Colts, Colts look pretty terrible. But even even the Colts look terrible. They gave Arizona a run for money, but maybe Arizona's not that good. I don't know. Uh, Green Bay looked pretty pretty bad the other night. Uh, Giants look terrible. Cowboys, I don't know. I don't know. They looked good the first time and then sucked the other night. Um... Against the Broncos. The Broncos actually look pretty good. The Raiders actually look pretty good. Um, but I don't know. It's it's way too early. Uh, my fantasy team so far are all right. It's, again, it's way too early to tell. Um, two weeks in. Who knows? Um, uh, but baseball is really, that's where it's at right now in terms of, uh, you know, getting down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, Red Sox actually clinched the playoff spot last night. Um Todd Gurley with another touchdown, by the way. <laughs> so if you, if you have Todd Gurley, you're, well, you already know what happened probably at this point if you're listening to this. So I don't have to tell you, but. Um, yeah, so the Red Sox clinched a playoff spot last night. Just the, you know, not the division yet, just guaranteed a wild card spot, but they really would like the division. But the Yankees keep winning. The Red Sox keep winning. So there's still three games up. Um, there's 12 games to go, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, no. Nine games? Wait, how many games are left? I don't know. I can't do math. Um, those three games this week, maybe I have 11 games left? I don't know. Whatever. They're up three games. Neither of them are playing tonight. Um, yeah, so cause they played tomorrow... So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So they must have ten games left. Um, yeah, ten games left. Um, they're up three. So there you go. Um, so hopefully they'll make the playoffs. Chris Sale struck out his 300th guy last night, which is only the second ever Red Sox player to do so. Behind Pedro, who did it in 99, he had 313, which is the Red Sox record, obviously. Uh you know, can he catch that? Sure, if he does has two more starts. Now, he probably won't have two more starts. But he had 13 last night. So if he can get 13 the next time, he could tie. If he gets 14, he could win it. I don't see him making two more starts unless they need to win it um, to win the division. Which could happen. Of course, then there could be a playoff game, too. If they end up tying, they have a playoff game before the wildcard game. And the playoff game technically counts as a regular season game. So, yeah. Because I remember that from, I think it was Colorado in 07. Um, had the extra playoff game. And Tony, no, who was it? Somebody that was on the team 
on the other team, maybe? I forget. Somebody somebody won something, batting title or something, because there was an extra game. It was a bit controversial. I might have the wrong year and the wrong teams, but whatever. I remember something like that happening not too long ago. Alright, so what else is going on? Hockey is in preseason. Uh, Bruins are playing a preseason game right now against the uh, Flyers. Um, they made some rule changes, which, I don't know. We'll see how long they they stay intact. I, actually, one of them I liked. Um, so after icing, you can't call timeout, which I thought was cool. Because um, uh, a lot of teams would just you know use their timeout if it's late in the game and they ice the puck. And it kind of... Defeated the purpose of the icing and or the rule that you have to keep the guys on the team on the ice because it's like oh well, they arrested for the timeout so it's, what does it matter? The other one that was interesting was um, uh, so for coaches challenges if they challenge an offsides and they're wrong like if a guy's you know ruled onsides and scores a goal and then they challenge to see if he's offsides you know to negate the goal or whatever. If they're wrong, the team gets a delay of game penalty, which is nuts. Because think about that for a second. Your team is going to let up a goal. You're challenging it to try to get the goal back. And if you get it wrong, not only not only do you give up the goal, but you also then get a penalty on top of that. So I don't know if the point of that... I think the point of that is maybe speed up the game to get less coaches challenging that. Or to you know keep the goals up because if you don't if you don't challenge it and it's a goal it's going to stay a goal that'll keep the number of goals up i don't know be interesting to see how that plays out and then i guess they're emphasizing slashing and um face-off circles more this year we'll see how long those last i feel like they there's a lot of years where they are going to emphasize rules better and it lasts like a month and then they stop but uh, we'll find out how that goes. All right, what else is going on? All right, so I think um, as I was talking, I don't know if I covered this in the last episode, the the fantasy episode. I don't think I did. I might have talked about it briefly, but Game of Thrones ended uh, season seven. Yeah, season seven's over. A lot of people had some critical issues with it, um, which, you know, I, I understand. It's like, on the one hand, not only did it take you guys longer to make this season, and some of that had to do with um, filming schedules because they were in the winter, they needed more wintry, you know, time to do it, and opposed to the summer or whatever. So they needed to delay it, and that's fine. But then you only gave us seven episodes, and well, you know, whatever. If if there's a lot of garbage and like downtime and like filler. For 10 episodes, if you're only doing 7, okay, maybe it's fine. But the problem with that is they didn't explain a lot of the stuff. They're just like, okay, here's this guy and he's here and then all of a sudden he's there. It's like, well, how'd he get there? How the, how did that happen? Like, what happened to the last, last like, month? Like, it, what, the timeline got all weird. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then uh, there was a lot of people who were just like, eh, they don't seem to know what they're doing or where they're going with a lot of these things. And they're kind of making stuff up, which is true. They're making stuff up because the books aren't done. So they're kind of making up whatever they want as they go along. I don't know. I thought it was all right. I thought there was some cool stuff. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they how they end it and when that happens. Because there's a lot of debate on when 
they're actually going to start filming season eight, and I guess it's going to be six episodes or or it's either six episodes or eight episodes. I forget. I forget, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all comes to an end. Um, but I don't want to spoil anything. But I just want to say. I liked it, but it wasn't, it was, you know, there was a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of weird choices in terms of how things kind of happened. Um, but yeah, um, well, it's going on. Ricky Morty has been really great. I don't think I've talked about Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty season three has been airing. Uh, I think they're got two more episodes left. It's been, it's been, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been a good season so far. I, it's a good show. Uh, there, uh, um, <laughs> I forget what if it was the second or third episode of the season. They had this this weird like song that they played about Terry Flaps, um, which is now charted in the Billboard uh, rock charts for some reason. It's the most ridiculous like random stupid song ever. Well, from Rick and Morty, you'd expect that, but like for some reason, people were like, "Oh, let's get this charted," and it's well, it was already the number one comedy song, which whatever I can understand that. But now it's in the rock charts, and it's just like, what? Terry Flaps, go check it out. Um, I think it's by a group, a group called Chaos Chaos featuring Justin Rowland. I, I think that's how you say his last name. He's the guy that does the <clears throat> the voices of both Rick and Morty. It isn't the Rick voice. I think it's a voice. I don't think that's his real voice. Could be wrong. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go check it out. It's uh, It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, I'm gonna watch Preacher this season. I thought it was good. Uh, you know, I guess they kind of dove into more of the comic book side of things or the graphic novel side of things as opposed to the first season, which was kind of just setting up what happens in the graphic novel and that kind of stuff was all just kind of new and made up. There's this season, I guess they kind of went more towards the book. Um, I liked it. It was fun. Um, you know, it's kind of off the wall goofiness and craziness. Uh, but it's a fun show. Um, <clears throat> what else? Uh, the Sinner. I was watching The Sinner. Uh, it was on USA. It had Jessica Beale, and she's like this woman that like kills this guy randomly, and people, no one has any idea why, and they're trying to figure it out. It started off really good, and then it kind of faltered and petered out. Um, what else? Uh, a lot of those fall shows are starting back up. I think actually Gotham is on right now as we speak. Um, I'm gonna check that out. Uh, a little bit, and uh, Seth Farla- Seth MacFarlane's new show, The Orville, started. Uh, critics kind of hated on it, but I, I guess it's not bad. It's not bad. It's kind of like a Star Trek-y um, show, and actually that's on <laughs> in a couple minutes, the new episode, but there's been two episodes so far. Um, it's still got a couple more weeks until the, the CW um, DC shows start. And the Goldbergs, these are shows I watch, Goldbergs and Modern Family start next week. Inhumans is on next Friday, which sort of is awful. They they put the the pilot episode in IMAX theaters, and it didn't really do so well. Um, for what I, I don't know why they did that, anyways. But uh, but it's also going to air on the TV, and uh, I've heard it's terrible. And um, but I'm going to watch it to find out. Uh, American Horror Story Cult started a couple weeks ago. I'm not quite sure what's happening yet. Uh, there's clowns and and um, they're killing people, but it has something to do with Trump. I, I don't really understand. Um, but yeah, um, 
better than last season. It's more traditional season than last season was weird. Um, last season was like a TV show within a TV show, but within a TV show or something. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, this season seems a little more traditionally like the previous seasons were. So that should be good, hopefully. Although I heard it's only 10 episodes again, which, whatever. <clears throat> we'll see how it works. Um, and then what else is uh, The Deuce HBO uh, has started. Uh, I watched a couple episodes. James Franco's pretty good in it. I mean, it's the the Wire. David Simon from The Wires, you know, is you know, is I don't know what he's producing it or whatever, created it or whatever. It's about like nineteen seventies New York, and like you know, it's about like uh, ladies of the night, let's say, and like sort of how it that turns into the porn business or something. But then it's about like the mafia. It's just basically 1970s New York, I guess, sort of. I don't know. Um, James Franco plays twins, and they owe money to a bookie, and he owns a bar, or he's trying to, or he's managing a bar, whatever. Um, it's it's interesting so far. Um, Vice Principals is back, which is which is, was a fun show last se- last year was fun. Um, I guess it's only gonna be two seasons, so this is the second season, so. Uh, it's got uh, Danny McBride and then Walt Goggins. Um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, Ballers is Ballers. I don't. I, I watch it. I don't know why anymore, <laughs> but I do. Um, and that's about it. You know, Family Guy and Bob's Burgers and Simpsons are going to be back in a couple weeks. I guess that's all I'm watching. That's a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, and then as the movies, I went to go see it last weekend. It was, it was good. I liked it. It was fantastic. Um, it was now. It's interesting because you know there's obviously the book which I've never read, but there's also the miniseries from the nineties or the ni- nineteen ninety, um, and that that followed more of the book where it's like they're adults and then they kind of remember back to when they were kids and what happened when they're kids and then eventually that goes to back to them being adults. Um, but this one just deals with the kids' side of things. So. But given that it made a ton of money, I'm sure they're going to do part two, and they even kind of hinted at it at the end of the movie. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a good movie. I'd definitely recommend it. I would say go see it. Um, it's not super scary. Um, it's 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 just a good movie. Uh, it's not reinventing the horror genre by any means. Um you know, it's not not along the lines of like Saw did or like Paranormal Activity did. It's basic your your general like regular old horror movie, but it, it's a good movie and it's a good story. Um, so I recommend it. And that's about it. I haven't seen any other movies recently. Well, at least in the theaters. I watched uh, King Arthur the other night for some reason. It was not great. Um, and I've watched a few other movies that have come out recently, but it is basically what I'm getting at. Go see it. It check it out. Check it out. It was good. I'm gonna keep saying it until. All right, all right. That's that's gonna do that. That's gonna do that. Do it for it. Um, for now. Um, I guess that covers most the stuff. Um. I guess before we move on to anything else, 
Um, well, you know what? I'll save that for... Actually, you know what? I'm going to... Nah, I'll save that. I'll save that for next time. Um, I do have a box to open up. I do have another little... Actually, eh, I bought a Nintendo... Um, no, what is this called? I bought a... Um, a new Nintendo 2DS XL. So, if you're familiar with the Nintendo DS or 3DS, they've had a lot of different versions of it. There's the There was the regular DS... Then there was the DS Lite, then there was the DSi, then there was the DS XL, then there was a new DS XL, I think, and then there was the 3DS, and there was the new 3DS, and there was the new 3DS XL, but there was a 2DS. This is the new Nintendo 2DS XL. So basically what this is, is it's basically has all the gizmos and power and gadgets of the 3DS, new 3DS XL. But it doesn't do the 2D and it's cheaper. Or 3D and it's cheaper. Which, I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't have one of these. I've never had one of these. It seems like it's a cool, pretty pretty cool system. And, you know, the cheaper version of the 2DS. Because the 3D, 3D stuff doesn't really, I don't really care about so much. And they have the new Metroid game that was coming out. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pick one up. I haven't had time to really, like, dive into it yet. And open it and, like, play it yet. Um, I just got it. Um, so, I will be doing that soon. I was going to do that... For this, but you know what? I'm not gonna bother. There's not really any point. I mean, if you know, it's not like it's a brand new system. That's kind of the weird thing about this getting this is like, you know, when I got the Switch or whatever, or you know, it was like, all right, well, this, I, you know, there's like three games out for it, so I know what games I want to get for it. Whereas with the the, the 2DS, it's like, well, I can get all the 3DS games and I can get all the DS games that I'd never had. So there's a bunch of Mario games and Zelda games I got because I've never played them. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and I got the Metroid game, and a few other games that um, intrigued me. Um, but as of yet, I really haven't had time to play them. But hopefully, I will this weekend. Um, uh, but speaking of this weekend, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend, uh, and uh, let's start off with tomorrow night. Um, Ring of Honor is having their show. Uh, if they have anyone left that hasn't left for NXT. <laughs> I guess they'll put on a show. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, Death Before Dishonor 15 uh, takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's uh, eight matches. And uh, let's get to it. Make my predictions. Uh, so start things off. I'm just going to go in order. It's listed. Um the Young Bucks are taking on the Motor Machiti Motor Machiti? Did I say that? Motor City Machine Guns. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Uh, I think the Young Bucks are going to keep the titles. I don't see them losing them. Uh, the... Bucks. But, don't fret, because they, they're not done yet. The Young Bucks will be back. Uh, but before we get to that, we got Chucky Taylor uh, taking on Marty Skrull. Um, I think Marty Skrull is going to win that one. For the Bullet Club. It's going to be a Bullet Club heavy night, as it usually is. With, uh, with Ring of Honor or New Japan these days. Um... Alright, moving on, we got Jay White taking on Punishment Martinez in a Las Vegas street fight. Now, Jay White has pretty much had 
Punishment Martinez numbers. So I think that's going to switch up. I think Punishment Martinez is going to punish Jay White. Uh, and speaking of punishing people and Jays, uh, <laughs> we have Jay Lethal taking on Silas Young with the Beer City Bruiser in a last man standing match. Um, I think Jay Lethal's got this one. Yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty good feud, actually. But I think it's time for Jay Lethal to put the books on this, put this one in the books, and uh, win the feud. Alright, now coming up next, this is where it gets a little interesting, because the kingdom of Matt Taven, T.K. O'Ryan, who's back from his injury, and Vinny Marseglia, can never say that right, uh, taking on Bully Ray and the Briscoes in a six-man tag match, and the winner of this match gets a six world six-man tag team championship match against the Hung Bucks later in the show. Now, the Hung Bucks are, are um, Adam Page, Hangman Adam Page, and the Young Bucks, who beat Dalton Castle and the boys uh, last month, I think, uh, to win the titles. So, all right, here's how I feel like this is breaking down. I think... I think the kingdom is going to win. Uh, well, the first match. I think the kingdom is going to beat Boy Ray and the Briscoes because they've been kind of teasing the Briscoes and Bully Ray getting into it a bit. So I feel like that's going to blow up. And I think eventually you're going to have, um, you're going to have Jay Briscoe and Bully Ray fight down the line somewhere. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I think the kingdom wins that one. But then, I think the kingdom will lose to the Hung Bucks. All right, now coming up next, we got Kushida taking on the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, I guess. Using the Bachelorette, Kenny King. Um, right, because he was. Yeah, the Bachelorette's uh, own Kenny King, but he wasn't the Bachelorette. He was one of the guys going after the Bachelorette. <laughs> to be clear, so with that, and that he's had some mainstream um, appeal, as it was. Speaking of which, Nikki Bella is on Dancing with the Stars. Just to mention that, because you know it's ABC and it's a reality show, and it's got a wrestling personality in it. So, um. I do think Kenny King is going to win. I mean, you know, Kushida's a Ring of Honor, uh, a New Japan guy, so um, I don't feel like. I mean, it's cool that he had the title, or whatever, but I feel like you know, given that he's in Japan a lot, maybe uh, give it to someone in the United States a bit more. I don't know. And plus, you know, he's got the hype coming off the the Bachelorette and whatever. All right, and finally, in the main event of the evening. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about this coming up. Cody, don't call him Cody Rhodes, um, defending the Ring of Honor t- title against uh, Minoru Suzuki, who's a Ring of Honor, uh, who's a New Japan guy, and he has Suzuki Gun is his faction because if you're in New Japan, you have to have a faction these days. So that's his faction. Of course, Cody Rhodes is in the Bullet Club, but so Cody got a little upset, and his wife did because his wife has a lot to say for whatever reasons um about the fact that the wwe is bringing back starcade 
Yes, WCW's old main pay-per-view or big-time pay-per-view Starcade, which technically, I guess, Dusty Rhodes was the one who invented it, sort of, or whatever. I don't know. Um, so they got upset. They're like, oh, you're bringing back Starcade, blah, blah, blah. I guess they were kind of upset because it's basically just a SmackDown host show. Just happens to be taking place in Greensboro, which is, I think, where the first one was. Uh, and it's, it's around Thanksgiving weekend, so that's when the first Starcade happened. But as far as I know, it's just a house show. Uh, there's some rumors about it being like a network special, but it's definitely not like a pay-per-view. So, you know, he was kind of upset about that, I guess, and was like, well, at least book gold dust to to Mike Michael Hayes. And he's like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't think he'll show up, but it'd be interesting if he did. Uh, but anyways, I think Cody's going to win. I don't see Suzuki winning um, the um, title. All right. And then also tomorrow night, although it's technically really Saturday afternoon, uh, UFC is having a fight night. Um Fight Night 117, but see, here's the thing, it's in Japan, but it's in, like, it's in, like, the afternoon-ish in Japan, so it's airing tomorrow night in the States, like, at the normal time that they always have the paper, or, it's not a pay-per-view, it's just a fight night on, but it's on FXX, not FS1, for whatever reason, uh, so be aware of that if you're gonna check it out, the prelims start at 8, and then the regular show starts at 10, I believe, or maybe it's 9. I don't know. Whatever. It's all on FXX anyways, so it doesn't really matter. Just turn it in at 8 o'clock. It's one of those weird things. I don't It's the prelims and the regular shows on the same station. Why are they different? It's a, there's one on the fight pass, I think. That's about it. But. Alright, so let me make my predictions for that. Um, uh, let's see. Fight night. Okay, so in the preliminary card in the fight pass, we got... Oh, Jesus. I can never pronounce these names. Um, Tahachi Abe taking on Honju Lim. Yeah. I'm going to go with Abe. Because his last name's Abe. It's interesting. All right, next up we have... And that was a... Um, he said it was on the fight pass... And it is a welterweight fight. So now on the preliminary card on the FXX, we got a welterweight battle between Shinsoi Shinsuho and Zah and Zal and Zai and Wow versus um, Luke Jumio. I'm gonna go with Luke Jumio. Uh, Alright, <laughs> moving on. Um, in a women's strawweight battle, we have Shun Kondo taking on Chan Mi Jong. I'm take Shun Kondo. Uh, next up, in a flyweight battle, we have Juicier Formiga taking on Oka Sasaki. Mm. I'm going to go with Formiga. Okay. 
next up we have a welterweight battle between Kaita Nakamura and Alex Morano. I'm going to go with Nakamura. I'm going to go with Nakamura in Japan. Got the hometown crowd again with him. Uh, all right, now moving on to the uh, main card. We have a catchweight battle between Mizuto Hirota and Charles Rosa. Now, I guess Miz- Mizuto Hirota missed the limit for 146. He weighed 150. That's why uh, it was changed to a catchweight. So, yeah. And he gets fined for missing weight. So that that's that's how they do it. But he but uh, Rosa said he'd take the still take the fight. And I admire that. But at the same time, he's given four pa- extra pounds to Hiroto. So I'm gonna go with Hiroto. <laughs> Hiroto, whatever. All right. Next up, we have a featherweight battle between Taruto Ishihara versus Rotondo Dai. Rolando Dai, sorry. I'm gonna go with Rolando Dai. Uh, next up, we have a light heavyweight battle between Goken Saki and Henrique de Silva. I'm gonna go with Saki. Goken Saki. Uh, next up, we have a lightweight battle between Takan, Takanuru, uh, Takanuri, Takanuri Gomi versus Dong Young Kim. Oh, gotta go Dong Young Kim. Dong Young Kim. Uh, next up, we have a uh, women's strawweight battle between Claudia God. Versus Jessica Andrade. Well, I went against an Andrade last time and I got that wrong, so I'm guessing I should go against. Um, um, shouldn't go against uh, an Andrade this time, so I'm going to go with Jessica Andrade. And then finally, in the main event of the evening, uh, we got Ovince St. Prue taking on Yushin Okami. Now, I mean, you got the main event, you got the guy from Japan taking on the dude from, I don't even know where he's from, Ovince is from Knoxville, Tennessee? Oh, no, Florida. Sounds like he's French or something, but, I don't know. I think I go to the hometown guy, Yushin Okami. And there we go. There's a UFC Fight Night 117. Check it out tomorrow night on FXX. If you're not watching Ring of Honor, uh, Death by Dishonor on pay-per-view, uh, which I believe is at 9 o'clock. So you can still watch some of both, I guess. Um, all right, so before we move on to No Mercy, um, WWE No Mercy taking place in, um, I want to say Louisville, but that's not right. Oh, no, it's L.A. It's L.A., yeah, it's the Staples Center. Los Angeles. It's a big-time big time Los Angeles crowd and and match and blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Um, because it's the night, it's the first pay-per-view after the SummerSlam. So, um, 
yeah, they kind of want to keep the people that, you know, um, got the network just for SummerSlam, kind of try to keep those people on for another month. Um, that's why it was kind of spaced out a bit, if you notice, because uh, SummerSlam was the 19th, I think it was, of August, or the 20th, 19th, 20th, whatever it was, of August, and this one's the 24th of September. So if you do the math on that, it's more than the 30-day trial or whatever. So you couldn't get both for free. Um, so yeah, so that's, you know, it's an ingenious move by them, I guess. Um, but before we get to all of that, um, I do have a box. I have a slam crate, a new slam crate. Now, I don't know um, what... Um, I don't know what the theme of this one is. I, f- I believe it said in the other one, but I don't remember what it said. And I haven't heard of anything that's in this box, at least not consciously heard of anything that was in this box. may have subconsciously, or not sub. I don't know. I may have heard it, something and didn't realize what it was or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I don't know any specific specific that's in this box. So let's go ahead and open it up, and I swear to God, this time I will post the pictures more, like, faster than I did the last time, because that took me forever. Because uh, considering this is, this is the September box, the July box I opened, and um, I just post the pictures, so. Yeah. Alright, so let's take a quick little picture. Extremes apparently seems to be the, um, Extremes appears to be the theme, and I, I'm, I'm seeming right off the bat what they mean by that. There is a shirt, and the shirt is Reborn by Fate, the Hardy Boys, Hardy Boys shirt, because they are Team Extreme, and it says Hardy Boys in the back. That's a pretty cool shirt, I don't have a Hardy Boys shirt, so, it's not bad. I'll take it. And then, oh, okay, so, yes. There is an Undertaker, um, um, an Undertaker little statue collectible thing, um, statue thing that they had for Triple H and, was it The Rock or The Stone Cold? No, Stone Cold. But this is an interesting Undertaker because it's the Undertaker that had his face broken by Mabel back in 1995, was it? When he was wearing the mask. If anyone remembers that. Was that 95? Yeah, it was 95. He had the weird mask for a couple months. Uh, when he got beat up by Mabel. And uh, Yokozuna, I believe, too. That's interesting. That's interesting that they went that way. Alright, then there is... A, um... Looks like a towel... Um, all right, I'm, a, I'm not going to open that because I'm, I'm sure there's something else. Some sort of towel. There's United States Championship, one of those uh, belt pin things that they've been throwing in. There's a Slam Crate Extremes um, um, booklet. It talks about some of the more extreme matches that there's been. Like TLC matches and Hell in a Cell and and talks about Shane McMahon and McFoley and Elimination Chamber. 
cool little book. And then there's a poster. Um, oh, okay, so... Oh, I get it. So the 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 towel is a Rowdy Roddy Piper towel, and it looks like his kilt. So that's that's what that is. That's that, that's interesting. That's kind of cool. I'm not sure what that has to do with extremes necessarily, but whatever. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. Exclusive Hardy Boys authentic T-shirt. Got that. Exclusive WWE Slam Stars Undertaker figure. Got that. Um, Exclusive WWE Mini Encyclopedia in Volume 3. Got that. Um, exclusive WWE United States Championship pin. Got that. Exclusive Rowdy Roddy Piper towel. Got that. And then the poster has Dean Ambrose, Fun Facts, and Braun Strowman is the actual subject of the poster. And it talks about extremes. And it says, now entering... And I think this is a preview of the next month's thing. I can't tell. Is that The Rock? Maybe? I can't tell. Looks like it's the preview for the next month's like little figurine thing. It looks like, I think it's The Rock, but I'm not coming to sure. Alright, so there you go. Uh, not bad, not bad. Um, you know, some cool stuff. The Piper, Piper towel definitely looks cool. And the Hardy Boys shirt. Solid shirt. I don't have a Hardy Boys shirt. So. There you go. All right, and Braun Strowman, so that leads perfectly into No Mercy uh, with the poster. Um, but before we get to, actually, no, I'll wait on that. Uh, yeah, let's get to No Mercy then. Let's make some predictions. Now, to start off, they didn't announce a pre-show match or a kickoff show match or anything like that. But also, the Hardy Boys aren't involved in anything. So I'm going to assume the Hardy Boys are going to be in the kickoff match. Uh, either probably against, uh, I would say probably against Bo Dallas and, and uh, Curtis Axel. Because that's kind of what they've been doing recently. Uh, with Sort of, or you know, it could be Anderson and Gallo since they're not um, involved in anything. They, they've, you know, they've sort of been involved in the tag title match. But they're not in that tag title match, so I don't know. Um... So I'm just going to go blindly and bet the Hardy Boys are going to win. Given I just got their t-shirt, they're going to win some sort of um, pre-show match. That's my guess. All right. But let's move on to the actual card. Um, We'll start off with The Miz defending the Intercontinental title against Jason Jordan. Now, Jason Jordan won a fatal four-way? No, it was a fatal six-way. It was Jason Jordan, um, the, both the Hardy Boys. Um, wait, was it a six? Yeah, it was Jason Jordan, the Hardy, both the Hardy Boys, and then um, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and then somebody else. <laughs> uh, Elias, Elias Sampson, that's right. Um, yeah, Elias Simpson's not on this card either. He'll do something. He'll come out and sing a song about Los Angeles, I'm sure. Um, now, of course, The Miz was arguing that, you know, he was getting, Jason George was getting pre- preferential treatment because of, you know, Kurt Angle being his dad and everything. 
Um, so how does this play out? I don't know, but I don't see Jason Jordan winning the title yet. I think the Miz will retain. That's my prediction. And I'm sticking to it. All right, next up, um, the uh, Fatal 5-Way Women's match for the Raw Women's uh, Championship. So originally it was the Fatal 4-Way. It was supposed to be Alexa Bliss defending against Sasha Banks, Emma, and Nia Jax. But then Bailey returned on Raw on Monday because it was in San Jose. And she got involved, and now she's in the match. So, um, With all of that said, I think... Alexa Bliss is keeping the title. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> forgot, forgot to pause the uh, Amazon Echo. But I think Alexa Bliss is going to win. And I think Alexa Bliss is going to go on eventually to face Asuka. And that will be interesting. So there you go. So no title changes so far. All right, next up we have Neville uh, defending the Cruiserweight title against Enzo Amore. Now, Neville's had the title for a while. You know, he lost it briefly to Tozawa and then won it back. Now, Enzo's character's been a bit weird because he's, you know, he's the face, but he's been doing some cheating and heel tactics. I think Enzo's going to win. I think Enzo's going to win the title through some cheating of his own, um, and, uh, yeah, so there's one title change, all right, next up we have, uh, Finn Balor, regular Finn Balor, regular old Balor Club Finn Balor, not the demon, taking on Bray Wyatt, now, so, man versus man, or whatever, Bray Wyatt said, so, when they fight, fought man versus man the first time, which was the Raw before SummerSlam, Bray Wyatt won, and then the demon came out and beat Wyatt at SummerSlam, so now they're going one on one again, as man versus man or whatever. I think Bray Wyatt's going to win. All right, next up, we have Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against the Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus. Now I think eventually this is whole Ambrose Rollins thing is going to lead to a match. For Ambrose and Rollins, I just don't know when they're gonna pull the trigger on that, and like who's gonna turn and and all that. And I don't know if they know yet. Uh, I mean, it could be out until some. Uh, it could be out until. It could be Survivor Series. It could be Royal Rumble. It could be it could be WrestleMania. Uh, so with that said, I don't think they're gonna lose the titles this early. I think they're gonna keep them for now. Um, and then we get to the big matches of the evening, the two WrestleMania-worthy matches or whatever. John Cena taking on Roman Reigns and uh, just a regular old match for nothing. Nothing on the line. You know, the face of the WWE, supposedly. They've had quite the world, war of the world, the war of the worlds? War of the words against each other. Um, kind of, uh, um... You know, bringing to light some of their, you know, not so great acu- acu- acumens, acu- attri- attributes, whatever. 
Now Roman Reigns claiming, oh, Cena, you you know claim you know you were the face of WWE and you're always around, but you know when you were fighting The Rock, but now that now that it's a few years later, now you're the one off doing movies and TV shows and not around anymore. While Roman Reigns is there every week doing stuff, and Cena's basically like, yeah, Roman Reigns, so what? You suck, uh, <laughs> more or less. It'll be an interesting match. I, th- I think I, th- I don't I don't think this is a one and done. I think this is eventually going to lead to more uh, matches. Um, I think Cena's going going away for a while after this uh, to kind of put more fuel to the fire. But I think that only works if Cena wins. Because if Reigns wins and Cena just leaves and doesn't doesn't do much for for that, um, as Cena, Cena's going off to film Bumblebee, I believe. <laughs> Or something I don't know, uh, but so here's how it, here's how I think this plays out. I think Roman Reigns kind of beats Cena up a lot, not to the degree that like that Lesnar did at SummerSlam a few years ago, but like beats him up. You know, you know he's winning the match. Like clearly, if it went to like the boxing judges, that Reigns would be winning. But then I feel like he's gonna do something, either like kind of like WrestleMania 28 like with The Rock. And Cena, when Cena was kind of beating the Rock, and then, you know, went for the people's elbow or whatever, and then Rock caught him. I think it's gonna be something similar to that. Roman Reigns, like, maybe does goes for the you know five knuckle shuffle, you can't see me thing, mocks him, and then uh, Cena catches him with an AA and uh, wins. You know, but beaten up, he'll be really beaten up, but get him with a quick surprise win, and you know. Everyone's would be like, "Oh wow, you know, it seemed like Roman Reigns was, you know, gonna be the new guy," and but Cena still got some fighting him. So I think John Cena's gonna end up winning this. And now the main event of the evening for the WWE Universal Championship: we have Brock Lesnar defending against Braun Strowman. Ah, this is a tough one because, you know, if it were me, <laughs> I would have Braun Strowman win because he's on such a such a um, role right now. You want to take advantage of that. But at the same time, is it too early? And then what do you do with Brock? But if Brock's going away for a bit, again, probably, then what? Because I don't think Brock's going to be at TLC next month. And then how are you going to have a TLC pay-per-view without the, like, the championship defended? They did that once and it didn't really work out great. Um, now they might have done it a couple times. But it's like, well, what's, what's the TLC match? Like, what's... what's you having it for the Intercontinental title? Like, uh, it just doesn't... For me, it doesn't work. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if Strowman's winning it. Because, you know, everyone's been predicting it's going to be Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah de blah But, I don't know, man. Like, why not have Strowman have, a, have it for a bit? Like, you can drop it back to... See, yeah, that's the thing. Like, will you have him drop it back to Lesnar at some point? I don't know. I don't think there's going to be a clean finish either way to this. I feel like it's going to end in either like a double count out, double disqualification, or or something along those lines, or, or one guy's going to get counted out or disqualified or something like that. I don't think it's going to be clean. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I think Brock Lesnar is going to keep the title, so I'm going to go with Brock just based off that. So there you go. There you have it. No mercy. This Sunday. Live on pay-per-view and the WWE Network. Um, check it out. Should be a good show. Those two those two matches, two, that's two big matches that they got. 
I mean, I know they keep on touting they could be WrestleMania matches, but yeah, they could be. They could easily well be. Um, yeah, so that's going to do it for that. Uh, before we go, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, passing of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, for anyone that grew up watching wrestling in the 80s, uh, Bobby Brain Heenan was a big part of the wrestling, uh, especially as a little kid. You hated him. You hated him. He was the, you know, you know, because that was the thing, like, <clears throat> you know, Hulk Hogan was your, your your guy, you know, he was, you know, my age group, you know, I was a little kid, you know, Hulk Hogan was, yeah, he's the champion, he's the baby face, and you always want Hulk, Hulkamania to prevail, and, you know, a lot of times Hulkamania was going up against uh, someone in the Heenan family, and Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Bobby the Brain Heenan was always on TV, you know, down, you know, shooting down um, Hulk Hogan, and then, you know, the Andre the Giant, when he got Andre the Giant on the Heenan family, and, and all of that, and, you know, Bobby Heenan was the main heel of the WB, you know, through various other guys, King Kong Bunny, now, King Kong Bunny actually was one of my favorites, so, that was kind of weird, but, I don't, I don't know how I really felt about Bobby, the brain Heenan, when I was a little kid, in retrospect, he was amazing, you know, you go watch some of those old primetime shows with Gorilla Monsoon, they were, they were hilarious, uh, you know, plus just his regular commentary, you know, of course, Royal Rumble 92 with Ric Flair winning that his, his commentary and that is amazing. Um, you know, he moved over to WCW and it was more of the same because, you know, quickly Hogan moved in and it was the same, sort of the same thing. He wasn't managing at that point, but it was, you know, his, his, he was always against Hogan and, and, and he, he was the heel commentator and everything. And it kind of got, it kind of got downplayed. Uh, once Hogan turned to the NWO, because then it was like, what does Heenan do now? Because he can't root for the NWO, even though they're heels, because he's technically, he's part of WCW, and it's Hogan, so he can't really go. But they're the heels, so who's he supposed to kind of, like, side with and talk about, and whatever. And, like, he sort of kind of did it, but not really, because all ultimately all just led to Hogan all the time, so it was like, ah, yeah, he's got to be against Hogan, so he was kind of like a face... And Heenan never really worked as a face. It just didn't work. And, you know, he kind of petered out at the end of his time in WCW and stuff. But his WWF stuff was amazing. And he, you know, he was in the AW before that. And I don't really remember any of that stuff. I don't think some of it's on the network. But I've never really checked it out. It was before my time. But, yeah, Bobby DeBrain Heenan uh, will be missed. I mean, granted, he hasn't really been on TV. And, you know, I think the last thing he did... Um, I mean, he's had interviews and stuff when he went into the Hall of Fame and, and here and there. Uh, you know, he had throat surgery and then he had part of his jaw removed, I think, and he didn't really like to be in the public eye once that kind of all went down. So the last thing he, last major thing I, I remember him really doing, um, was WrestleMania 17. Him and Mean Gene called the gimmick Battle Royal. And I think he made a few appearances around that time, too. Um, here and there, and then eventually he, you know, got sick and sicker, and and he passed away. So, Bobby Ray Heenan, um, will be missed, uh, and that's gonna do it. It's hard to end on such a downtrodden thing, but I felt that it was necessary to mention Bobby the Brain Heenan, and so, uh, to all you humanoids out there, um, have a good one, and uh, don't don't forget to subscribe on uh, Apple Podcast. If you get your new iPhone 8 tomorrow, or you're going to wait for the iPhone 10 or whatever, 
and your new in new iOS 11, you can go on to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, or you can go on the blog at reservator.blogspot.com. Check that out on there. You can also go uh, subscribe on Stitcher. Remember, give me five stars and give me a good review and, and all that fun stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Razorvader. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. And I'll talk to you next time in a couple weeks. You know, these pay-per-views are coming up quick again. There's not as many as there were last year, I feel. But, you know, the next one's, I think, two weeks from now. I think it's on my birthday, actually. <laughs> Hell in a Cell. We already got a couple matches announced for that, but we'll talk about that the next time. And you're also there's UFC 216, I think, coming up. And there's more football. And there's going to be baseball playoffs. And hockey's going to be starting. And basketball's right around the corner, too. Um, so it's all fun and exciting stuff happening. And uh, talk to you next time. Bye. Things haven't been going very well for you, Brain, have they? You notice I'm on the cover of the... Uh... Yeah, I noticed that, but that doesn't really put any money in your pocket. Oh, yes, it does. Andre winning the title would have definitely put some heavy bread in your pocket. I don't care to discuss that with you Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff could have put some heavy money in your pocket as well, to have him still a family member. And now the latest thing, you went down the tubes with Bam Bam Bigelow, who could have put money in your pocket. And that's the only well, reason got, you're I here. Got, I, got, I got the Islanders. I got Ravishing Rick Rude. I got the King. I got Hercules. And now Andre one more thing has been added. Are you aware of it? What? You've been banned in Boston. You can't do anything to get banned in Boston. Let's go right now to my other colleague, His Lordship, Alfred Hayes. I'm Rusty Warren. Take a look. Lord Alfred Hayes here, down the ringside area in the Boston Garden. And around me, surrounding me, in fact, I'm amid a sea of, sea of yellow shirts here, and I'm just beginning to wonder what these shirts are all about. Maybe somebody could tell me. Come on, now what is this well, thing here? I'm going to get rid of Bobby Heenan because he's a gold bricker and he's been wearing this thing for so long. It's about time somebody made a shirt. And you think that if you wear these yellow shirts, Bobby Heenan's going to take some notice of you, That's do you? That's right. Oh, You're not kidding. From Boston. We want to ban him completely. We want Let Bobby me. to take notice of this. You do, huh? We have one all made up for him. That's yeah, right. They're very pretty. Now, somebody told me you had one of these made for Gorilla, Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon. That's right. We wanted a primetime wrestling on Monday nights. We watch it up here in Boston on USA, and he's going to wear it for us. So you think the WWF committee was going to take a lot of notice of these yellow shirts? I'm sure Bobby Heenan is. That's all right now from the Boston Gardens amongst these weasel shirts. Weasel! 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 weasel. What a great likeness. Is that all Lord Alfred Hayes has to do is hang around with 10 or 15 illiterate people from Boston? Well, you and I, neither Where'd one of us. Where'd they get that out of the trunk of their car? Is that where they got those t-shirts out of? A lousy looking some skunk on the front of their shirt or some sewer rat. Don't try to insult me, you... I think uh, Joe Tetchy might have been behind that whole thing. Joe Tetchy? Yeah. He, he should need a t-shirt. You know, that's not t-shirts they wore special. That's their whole wardrobe. Those guys could lose about eight bucks if their whole wardrobe burned up. Well, say something good about Nikolai, right? You're always saying derogatory things about everybody. Can't you ever say anything positive about somebody? His sister's uglier than him. How's that? I'm, I'm not ready for this. I'm not. Well, you know, Nikolai was a very... You usually have a high Nik tolerance, Nik but Nikolai I don't. Nikolai is a very, very tough Russian athlete. And he's been Lithuanian. A... Okay, it's not the same thing. Lithuanian athlete. Lithuanian. Lithuanian. Everybody say with me, oh, Lithuanian athlete. Oh, you are, you are a beauty. You are a beauty. Anyway, send your cards and letters to Nikolai, care of Kremlin 3, 0-4, 
Who cares? Now you want to be facetious. We'll I could finish this program alone, you know. Mr. Perfect is In fact, up it next. might not be a bad idea. For what? To finish this program alone. You're not sending me what flowers to I could to change the, the lineup and everything and have all of your family members wiped How right off the slate. Oh, I can do that. Why, are you greasing the palm of somebody in the back there? Let's go to our event center. I vividly recall in the signing of the contract for your title shot at Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania 3. You said you taught Hogan a lot, but you had still one more lesson to give him in the final chapter in that big title match at the Silverdome in Pontiac on the 29th. You want to talk to somebody? You talk to me. He's going to do all his talking in the ring. You talk to me. You want to talk about the final chapter? I'll be glad to talk about the final chapter. The final chapter in the life and history and the career of Hulk Hogan. See, because it's over, Hogan. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. You had three good years. You can't laugh at that. You were lucky. You made some money. You got a cartoon. You got some dolls. You rode good. You had it good. But you know you can't beat this man. Toughest man in the world. Nobody can beat this man. You think with all that blonde hair and a bunch of little hulksters out there and behind you, you ripping that T-shirt off and shaking in your pythons, you think you can beat him, dummy? It can't be done by you, ten guys like you, or a hundred people like you. This is the next heavyweight champion of the world. Get ready to swallow it, Hogan. It's all over. Andre, what about that, that final lesson? You don't understand, do Wait you, dummy? I do the I'll talking. I'll conduct these interviews here if you don't mind. Oh, maybe I will conduct them. How do you like that?